Good afternoon on this. Well, depends on where you are. If you're above a thousand feet in elevation, it's a beautiful afternoon. If you're down here in the valley where I am, it's a mucky afternoon. Define beautiful. Uh, white, fluffy, a little bit heavier snow, so we have branches breaking. And so um, here, I'll, I'll define. I, had I guess decided, that is beautiful, sure. I was going to virtually appear today because Ooh. the weather was difficult, and I didn't want to uh, drive from Asheville to uh, Northampton until about 2.07 when my electricity went out. I couldn't call. I couldn't. As my mother used to say, you never call. You never <laughs> <laughs> so what I did is hopped in the car and very oh. carefully drove yeah, I was here. Say, yeah. Which is nice because I get to be in the studio with you. Yay. Studio is always nice. It is really nice. And another thing that's really nice is we're going to be talking about something that um, not only supports the Shea Theater, that gem of a um, of an institution that's in Turner's Falls that we all love, but it also is going to support a lot of artists. So uh, let's talk about that. We have... Um, the the headline is get down with your hometown. I mean, how can anything be better than that headline? And we have on the phone Linda Tardiff and Ann Hackler, both of whom were going to be in the studio, but for the weather, right? Let me start with you, Linda. You are the managing director of the Shea Performing Arts Center. Welcome. I sure am. Thank you for the warm intro. <laughs> uh, it's really it's uh, it's great to have you on. We're it's really a wonderful thing to support and. Uh, I'm a little bit envious. Before we went on the air, I said, you have something we no longer have. You still have Monty <laughs> Belmonte. I know. I'm sorry. It's We're all your all fault. Sorry. <laughs> it is. On behalf of the Shay, I apologize that we still get to have him. <laughs> he said, I would still be working with you, Buzz, but for Linda Tardiff. Oh, deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, this is uh, what's now becoming an annual event. Get down with your hometown. What is it? When is it? Yeah. So get down with your hometown. Is This is now the third annual uh, festival that North Star, based in Sunderland, the Shea, us and Turner's, and the Institute for Musical Arts out in Goshen, have uh, these three nonprofit organizations have come together. Initially, we came together uh, because of the pandemic and because everything was shut down to create an online music festival, a free online music festival that uh, supported our three organizations. So we started it off in uh, 2021, and now we're on year three. And we're excited to be back. All those things are you know, coming back to the in-person, we have started this online and it is a great way to get uh, some really cool headliners involved that might typically not be touring out this way. So we're super, super excited to be back for Get Down With Your Hometown Part 3. It's this Saturday and Sunday, January 28 and 29, and we're going to be streaming live music from 6 to 10 each night. That's so exciting. Also with yeah. us is Ann. Yeah, it is. Ann Hackler, who's the organizing director of Get Down with Hometown. And I guess a number of people are uh, helping with uh, with uh, lifting the, the cargo involved in this terrific 
uh, event for this coming weekend. Uh, and Hackler, you're out there in Goshen, right? That's right. My dog is barking at the snowplow as we speak. Who could blame your dog for barking at that thing? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we're in Goshen, where the Institute for the Musical Arts is. And, um, you know, the thing, I just want to say, the thing that brought the three organizations together is that we all do various work and support young artists in our community. Uh, You know, obviously, we're especially focused on musicians. But, um, you know, there are people from North Star who are in theater and visual artists and also musicians. And and a lot of the musicians and theater people also have done stuff at the Shea. So there's a lot of overlap in these community organizations that um, help support our young artists. And, you know, we all know how important that is. So we're lucky also then to have, because we do this virtual aspect of the festival, we get to have headliners, people that, you know, aren't necessarily in our, our community, like the Indigo Girls and Rachel Price and, and um, let's see, who else is not? Chris Williamson. Um, Martin Sexton. I'm, trying to, I'm just trying to go past yeah. the people who actually aren't living in Western Mass because there's a lot yeah, of, great, right. you know, national, internationally touring artists in Western Mass as well. So like Chris Smither and, well, Jamie Kent's not here anymore. He's in Nashville. Um, Martin Sexton, the Winter Pills, um, the Neils, uh just to name a few, alongside some of the, um, you know, artists that have come directly out of North Star and IMA, like um, Kim Chin Gibbons, who's in um, uh, Sunset Mission, uh, Topsy, that's Hannah Mohan, E-I-E-I-O, which is uh, Sarah Kohansky, um, Toria, Victoria Zingarelli, all these artists came out of, uh, have come out of IMA, Prune, the band Prune. Um, they're all going to be on the sets um, Saturday and Sunday. So that's this Saturday and Sunday, January 28th and 29th. It's Get Down With Your Hometown. So uh, who's going to be sort of uh, the master of ceremony here? Who else is going to be involved in this production? <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm about to circle back to uh, your your pal, Monty Belmonte, is actually one of the masters of ceremony. So well, you have... The virtual land... <laughs> You, well done. He's a great choice. I hate your guts. No. <laughs> so he's uh, he's one of the masters of ceremony, and of course we are uh, super stoked to have uh, roped him into it. Um, we got uh, Kelsey Flynn, also of WRSI Land, a fantastic uh, comedian and improviser, fantastic comedian, and um, Pam Victor is our other MC. Another uh, professional, right. improviser and author. Yeah, that's really that's. Oh my gosh, that should be so entertaining. So how 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 will it work? I mean, Monty is going to be the master of ceremonies and. How do you interplay the artists with the Pam Victors and Kelsey Flynn's? So everything has been recorded live. Um, So we're having some of the artists that are participating have uh, been able to do a really cool uh, three camera. You know, we had um, professional mixing audio. So, you know, the days of Zoom entertainment and sound skipping, this is not that situation. You're going to be coming into a <laughs> festival. There's going to be a live chat uh, that Ann and I will be egging you on to hopefully uh, pitch in because that all those tips will 
go to support the festival, the artists, the organizations, even though you can tune in for free uh, at getdownhometown.com. So all of the music, 6 to 10 on Saturday and Sunday, is free. But, of course, uh, we'd love support throughout. So the MCs are going to be helping to egg on as well um, throughout. So you'll get to see sort of our um, sort of charity-a-thon uh, style. They'll be pointing to the bottom of the screen, and all around the screen we'll be doing shout-outs. We're going to do a merch giveaway. So uh, hop on any time, and there's going to be endless music. Um, it really sounds like fun. Our, yeah, so so where, where, do the, uh, where do these contributions go? So we'll have being, all of... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sure, Ann, go ahead. Well, we're, for, we're paying for expenses because there are expenses associated with doing something like this, not nearly as much as if everybody was showing up. Um, and then we split it between the three organizations for the work that we do, um, well, you know, earmarked for the work that we do with, your, with youth. Oh, that's to, to promote uh, uh, young performers. And, and right, exactly. That, how great is that? Isn't uh right. What a noble thing to do. So when, how, how did you choose? Maybe I should throw this to you, Anne. How was this incredible lineup chosen um, of, of artists? Well, there were a couple of things. I mean, we, you know, the, the way that it's conceived is, is that we want to really highlight some of our, our local youth and young performers. So those performers were picked because they're connected to, to North Star and the Institute for Musical Arts. And then um, there are some, you know, lots of fabulous local artists who are nationally known that we kind of, between the three or four of us, we all sort of know or have connections to. So we've con- we reached out to them. And then we also have connections to some of the more nationally known art- uh, artists like the Indigo Girls and Rachel Price. Um, who don't necessarily live here, but we have, you know, but we, you know, we know or we have connections to. I mean, Emily Lichter, uh, who's on both both of our board, is on the Shea board and the IMA board, has has been a big help in that in that department because she manages Lake Street Dive. So that that <laughs> we had a bit of an in. That's really great. It's a great in. The other thing I want to say is is that Sunday is where Saturday is sort of curated these shorts videos that people submitted, but Sunday are actually um, uh, featuring performances from last summer's local uh, music festivals. So you kind of can, you know, pull up your lawn chair and pretend you're pretend it's summer again. And uh, some of those are one of uh, the first hour are going to be highlights from the festival that we did here, the lady in the amp fest, um, which we do every five years that really features our students and our faculty and our um, and the alumni who come out of here. Mm. And then there's Green River, Signature, uh, Green River, uh, Falcon Ridge, uh, and Podunk festivals are also, there'll be some um, artists featured from there as well. So Sunday is more like festival day. It's so exciting. Let me ask you this, Linda, just I'm, I'm curious you could have charged and not had it be free streaming for people with a sort of collateral request that they be generous voluntarily. Why did you choose the latter rather than just saying it'll cost X number of dollars to get free streaming all weekend? 
Well, you know, I think uh, that's a great question. I think that sort of um, we initially, when we were putting this together for the first year, gave uh, both options some thought. And ultimately, one great thing our three organizations has in common is just the policy of not turning anybody away. We really want this to be accessible for everybody. We want uh, we want people to be connected. It's going to be a really awesome weekend. You know, maybe we'll get more snow and people will be cooped up in their houses anyway. Uh, and so we we definitely want everyone to just sign online and join in the fun. Um, of course, support helps. There's no secret there. We've had a tough couple of years for all of our organizations. Um, and so we're, we're, we're happy to receive it, but basically the the bottom line is we just want to get um, these this great music out there all weekend. Well, it's a great note to take a break on, the note being that North Star, the Institute for Musical Arts, and the Shea Theater all care more about giving access to people regardless of their ability to pay. They want the doors to be open, and to prove that, this weekend... January 28th to 29th is going to be the Get Down With Your Hometown. It's this annual online music festival, free music from Indigo Girls, Chris Williamson, Martin Sexton, and many more uh, local and national uh, musical talents. And uh, it sounds like a great thing to tune into. We're going to talk more about how to tune into it and more about the festival right after these messages. Do stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. What does the far-right wing of the Republican Party's effective control of the House of Representatives mean for the country? Join us when we hear the views of John Boniface, the Amherst-based attorney and political activist specializing in constitutional rights and voting laws. John Boniface will be our guest Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Get in on the conversation. Bill Newman. Weekdays at 9. And again at 5. WHMP. News, information, and the arts. Hi, I'm Jay Sealer, Vice President, Commercial Lending at Greenfield Cooperative Bank and its Northampton Co-op Bank Division. Our team of commercial lenders are here to help you and your business grow this year. I'm Maura Guzik, Vice President, Commercial Lending. We're a small business administration preferred lender, and all of our lenders at the co-op have individual lending authority, which means fast local decisions so you can get back to business. I'm Adam Baker, Vice President of Commercial Lending. Are you ready to chat with one of our experienced local lenders? Visit bestlocalbank.com or meet with us in person at any of our Franklin or Hampshire County locations. Or if it's more convenient, we'll even meet you at your business. So come on over to the co-op and see me, Jay Sealer. Or me, Maura Guzik. Or me, Adam Baker. Greenfield Cooperative Bank is an equal housing lender, member FDIC, member DIF. You can count on your friends at the co-op. There's the Sauvignon Blanc side and the salami sandwich side, the brick and feather beer side and the broccoli side. 
the Delhi side, and the Don Julio side. State Street in Northampton has two sides, grocery on one side, beer, wines, and spirits on the other. Cooper's Corner in Florence has two sides, grocery on one side, beer, wines, and spirits on the other. But the nice thing about State Street and Cooper's, you don't have to pick a side. You can choose both sides at both stores. The world feels so divided sometimes. For once, don't choose sides. Go to both sides, at both stores. State Street Fruit Store Deli Wines and Spirits in Northampton and Cooper's Corner on the other side of Northampton in Florence. Two sides, same coin. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. And welcome back. We are talking about something that's fun and somewhat important as well, the uh, music festival Get Down With Your Hometown that will be um, happening this weekend on uh, January 28th and 29th, Saturday and Sunday. We are with Linda Tardiff and and Ann Hackler. Uh, Linda, if somebody wants to participate, wants to stream the music, how do they do it? Yeah. Well, just going to go to our website, www.getdownhometown.com. And we're starting the stream. We're kicking off at 6. So right on the homepage, there'll be the uh, stream will pop up and it will kick off like a real festival. You'll get a little, uh, the screen will say the the music begins shortly and that's all you got to do. <laughs> no login, just get on the website. And if people will want to donate, I hope they do, to support the three Pioneer Valley organizations that are sponsoring this and making it happen, North Star uh, IMA, the Institute for Musical Arts of Goshen, and Shea Theater. How do people make a donation? Yeah, well, thanks, Buzz. I hope they all do, too. <laughs> so you have a couple of ways that you can do it. You can go ahead right on the website, getdownhometown.com. We'll also have our PayPal link going in the chat. The MCs are going to be shouting it out throughout the night, so you'll see it flashing across the screen. And uh, there's also going to be a power hour on both nights and during that we'll be raffling off uh, access to our green room zoom room so you can meet artists after the show um, that'll be 10 to 10 30 on saturday night and a donation of any size will get you entered in to meet some of the artists participating uh, so you'll get to hang out in the virtual green room after the show and there'll be merch too that we're uh, going to be raffling off so there's the uh, plenty plenty to get excited about and plenty of reasons to support. It's virtually a music festival. <laughs> sure is. It sounds like just so much fun, but, you know, um, I'm very impressed and touched to learn that um, on a more sobering note, um, you and Hackler um, can explain to us there is a dedication involved in this uh, festival, isn't there? That's right. We're um, donating, uh, donating. We're dedicating the festival to um, Jana Ivanova Abramowitz, who was a student um, at North Star and uh, at IMA, and also she performed at the Shea Theater. And she was a um, recent immigrant to the United States. Um, music ended up being the language that helped her connect to her community, and. Um, it, uh, English was not her first language, and um, 
so she was uh, killed this summer in July, and um, there's a set in um, in the uh, Lady in the Ant Festival of her band. She had a band called Tropical Hot Sauce that formed out of North Star, really, and that band um, was being fronted by a singer named uh, Lila Asbrinson, who um, she met at IMA, and they did a set at our festival, and that's going to be on um, Sunday afternoon as well. So we're de- dedicating the whole festival to her memory, and um, I know IMA is, I'm not sure about North Star. We we have scholarship funds in Jana's name, and chances are the money that comes to IMA will go into the uh, Jana Scholarship Fund, which is for artists, um, from anybody, from musicians who want to come to IMA, who for whom music is a, a music, I keep saying music is a second language, <laughs> um, English is a second language, or who are recent immigrants. And music is a second language, isn't it? Yeah, Maybe it's it really a first is. language for those of you who are uh, musicians. I always marvel at how, especially during jams, how you can improvise and look at each other or gesture and know where each other's going. I'm always astonished uh, at that phenomenon every time uh, I talk to a musician or watch it happen um, right. uh, live. It, it's an amazing thing. And I, uh, I'm i I'm very moved to listening uh, to to the fact that it is being mm-hmm. dedicated to Jana Abramovitz um, and that mm-hmm. she had an access to all three of these um, organizations. I, in the little time we have left, Linda Tardif, you are the managing director of the Shea Performing Arts Center. Um, what else can you tell us about what's happening at the Shea, what we can be looking forward to beyond this weekend? We have so much coming up on the calendar. Always uh, check out sheatheater.org, um, and you can get weekly mailings from us to see what's coming up. And I guess it would be appropriate to uh, close the note on a Monty note, because uh, we are having a big party for him a Saturday afternoon to um, celebrate the uh, his his Monty in the morning show. So three uh, three to five the Saturday at the Shea. Uh, right before you get back home and uh, tuck in for the night and hear some great tunes, you can uh, stop by the Shea and uh, come say hi to one of your favorite DJs over. Our, our DJ Emeritus here. <laughs> yeah, at, DJ Emeritus. Yeah, in the radio stations that we work at. And um, finally, Ann Hackler, what else is new and exciting uh, that's happening out there in Goshen? Well, the next thing we have we have coming up is actually an online uh, home studio recording program. So if you're interested in something like that, getting your home studio chops together, uh, just get on our website, ima.org, and uh, you can sign up. It starts the uh, second week in January. It's Saturdays. It's four Saturdays in a row. That's it. So exciting. So we're talking, you can go to Get Down Hometown, and you can um, do what you have to do to participate in to enjoy the weekend long saturday and sunday january 28th and 29th get down with your hometown music festival monty belmonte is going to be the master of ceremonies pam victor and kelsey flynn both very talented entertainers uh are going to be involved and just a uh, a panel of performing artists that um uh, sounds like just a great time uh, thank you so much, Ann Hackler, the organizing director. Thank you so much, Linda Tardif, the managing director of the Shea. Um, it sounds really fantastic. And once again, we really want to send our thanks to North Star, the Institute for Musical Arts, and the Shea Theater. Participate and be generous. They're all great organizations helping young artists. 
Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Our pleasure. Stay safe and warm. We'll be right back with Megan Zinn and Writer's Block, and she has antiquarian bookseller Posey Baskin as a guest. We'll be right back. You know, I don't like the way I am. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz you know, Eisenberg, like 101.5 WHMP. And then she cried, right out loud. She sang gay blue. For WHMP News, I'm Jess Tyler. More than 100 people showed up for a rally in Northampton organized by Alice Jenkins, a junior Hampshire Regional High School student, on what would have been the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Women of all ages spoke at the rally. Also speaking, Rep. Lindsay Sabadosa and Congressman Jim McGovern. Greenfield Police Chief Robert Haig is coming under fire after his announcement the department would cease patrols between midnight and 7 a.m. beginning February 1st and send those calls to state police. Council Vice President Christine Forgey. Who's in charge here? Where is the leadership? This is not a good thing to leave the citizens of Greenfield vulnerable uh, during specific hours. Councillor Marianne Bullock says she's shocked. If there is a significant public safety issue, such as not having night force in our city, that that would warrant, one, a fiscal order, if that's what's necessary to solve the problem, or an emergency meeting of the Public Safety Commission, or an emergency meeting of the City Council, where options could be explored before this cut is imminent. And so that was what was shocking. The meeting ended with counselors voting no confidence in the police chief and narrowly failing to pass a vote of no confidence in the mayor. And a water park could be coming to Palmer. Kalahari Resorts and Conventions are working with different local, county, and Commonwealth officials to learn about the possibility of a Kalahari location in Palmer. For the rest of today, snow will gradually taper off as we head into the afternoon and evening hours, looking at 1 to 3 inches in the lower Pioneer Valley with 4 to 6 inches to the north and west, highs 32 to 36. Tonight, chance for evening flurries and snow showers, then gradual clearing, overnight lows 24 to 28, and the other for Tuesday, partly sunny and breezy, highs around 40. I'm 22 New Storm Team Meteorologist Adam Stremko on 101.5 WHMP. Hey, what's up? It's Jason with the Weather Channel and SnowCountry.com. Tempur-Pedic adapts to your body's needs to help you fall asleep faster and stay asleep longer, so ditch the eye masks. Head to Ashley and find your perfect Tempur-Pedic. With another round of fresh powder to greet the week, our ski season's really kicking into high gear. With more frequent fresh snow, we've been enjoying fresh tracks on our favorite cruisers and steeps, while natural runs and glades are coming alive, too. At Berkshire East, two dozen runs, already a few inches of new snow, and they stand to get a pretty decent snowfall throughout the Berkshires. Jiminy Peak, they're going to benefit from that, too. Three dozen runs, they've got action till 10 p.m. every night of the week. Ski butternut on over 80% of theirs, nearly 20 trails there about two dozen at Wachusa with skiing till 9.30 every night. And Stratton checking in on 64 now. Ski and ride like a beast at Vermont's biggest icon pass destination this winter. Killington Resort is home to the longest season in the east and the all-new K1 Lodge. Plan a visit today at killington.com. Check out more at snowcountry.com. I'm Jason Dean. 
When it's happening here in the Valley, we're talking about it. Voting as well as early voting is the way to go. It shows that we trust the voters. They know why they need an early ballot. They know why they need an absentee ballot. It's not up to government to decide if it's a legitimate reason or not. The voters should get to choose. So this, I think, is a huge advance. 1401-1400-1240. We are the Valley. We are WHMP. Want to support the kind of talk you hear on the Afternoon Buzz? Want to hear your business's message here on WHMP? Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. We'll help you craft a marketing message that'll reach listeners of your favorite WHMP show. And you'll be supporting the local news, valley talk, and progressive voices you hear right here on WHMP. Let us know about your message. Email us, yourmessage at whmp.com. And add your message to our mission. And hear your message right here on WHMP. Your message at whmp.com. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. It has been my absolute pleasure for the last, I don't know how many months, long time. More than a year. Is that true? Yeah, we've only been doing books for a few months, but I've been around for more than a year. So we've been doing this since I was 41? Exactly. Oh, okay. 31, Buzz. (laughs) It is a writer's block with Megan Zinn, and I guess now is a good time uh, to announce we've been doing this at 4.30 every Monday, and Megan has been doing, Megan the Literati has been (laughs) bringing in authors and bookshop folks and publishers and readers, um, uh, and it's been thoroughly enjoyable, and uh, it happens every 4.30, every Monday at 4.30, but wait a minute. Dum, dum, dum. Next week, there's going to be a change, which I haven't mentioned. This is the first time for me to mention it, that um, the Bill Newman show, that terrific morning show that's been, I think, for 13, 14 years here on WHMP, uh, um, examining everything, well, as they say, news, information, Mm -hmm, and the arts, mm -hmm. and the Afternoon Buzz, which has only been in existence for about 20 months, I think, um, they are merging into a new two-hour morning show from 9 to 11 every weekday that's going to be called Talk to Talk, parenthetically, with Bill Newman and Uh Buzz Eisenberg. And Megan Zinn is being... I'm going to move along with you. You are, 10.30 every Monday. We're still going to enjoy you. Only just before we went on the air, you said, maybe I'll be more awake. Is that really what you said? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe more different. Maybe I'll just be different. Well... A different person in the morning. Morning, Megan. Morning, Megan. Hmm. Nice and alliterative. Megan is gone, Mm -hmm. yielding to the morning, Megan. Yes. It's going to be terrific. And your guest today My guest is Hosey Baskin. Hi, Hosey. Thanks for being here. Happy to be here. And Hosey is an antiquarian bookseller, and which means he deals with old and deals in old and rare books. And he's also an estate lawyer specializing in cultural property, and he lives and works in Northampton. Um, so, just to back up a little bit, how did you get interested in antiquarian antiquarian books? It's, it's the age of antiquarians. It's the age of antiquarians. <laughs> um. um. The apple, you remember. Did, the apple didn't fall <laughs> nah, too far from the tree. Um, I was raised by two crazy book collectors. Mm-hmm. Um, I was dragged to many bookstores as a small child. Um, and at some point, you either run a, far in the other direction yep. and you know become an electrical engineer or something, <laughs> uh, or you give over to it. Mm-hmm. And books are in my blood. Yeah. Uh, so I just, um, yeah, it's... 
it, it's an awesome life. Um, books are great. Book people are great. Yeah, that so, is that is um, true. It's uh, yeah. I came by it you know, the old fashioned mm-hmm, way, nepotism. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> book nepo, antiquarian book nepo baby. Um, did, how did you turn it into a career? That's um, not so easy. No. Um, I I started out. Uh, actually printing books mm-hmm. on a hand press um, and until I realized that I needed to find a pastime that did not give my OCD tendencies that much space to flower. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. There's yeah. nothing like mm-hmm. hand printing to uh, obsess about very, very, very small Tiny details. Detail. Yeah. Um, so I, I bailed on making new books and decided to get into old ones mm-hmm. and – Went to London and weaseled my way into a job at the very bottom of the food chain at Sotheby's. Oh, my gosh. I and, did not know that. How uh, fun. Worked there for a year and a half, uh, basically uh, dealing with the stuff that came in through the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people would come and say, oh, this- I have a very old book. Mm-hmm. And um, you'd have to say, well, tell me about it. And they say, well, it's got a red cover. Um, and it's, <laughs> How quickly oh, did it turn a to a Monty Python if only skip. it was the one with the blue cover, that would be <laughs> really valuable. Um, but once in a while, amazing things would come in through mm-hmm. the door. Um, and it, that's where I learned to catalog books. Um, wow, okay. Yeah. That's a good, that's a I just had a start. question here. Yeah. Can you tell us, uh, is that a major publisher out of the UK? Is, is oh, that what that is? is Sotheby's just one um, yeah. is one of the two biggest auction houses in the world. Um, yeah. Sotheby's and Christie's, they're kind of like the Coke and Pepsi mm-hmm. of auctioning really expensive stuff. That's um, a perfect description. And uh, they're, they're both originally from London, but based all over the world mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when you see some news story about some crazy painting selling for $150 million, it's either Sotheby's or Christie's. Um, so I, I have a question too. This is Buzz. Um, Jose, um, I, my wife and I did what most people in there at our age do. We started going through things and getting rid of things. Yep. We had so many books, just saved books, books I haven't read in 30 years. And when I, offered them to the library at GCC and to our local library. Um, I, I was told the same thing. Uh, no, we're not so interested in such old ones because they have mold. Oh, They could infect, infect the new ones. Mm-hmm. So how does an antiquarian bookseller deal with that? Not all old books have mold. <laughs> um, it's something that you have to be very careful of because um, – Mold is contagious. Mm-hmm. It can, you know, you bring one moldy book in, and uh, the next thing you know, shelves full are moldy. And once they're moldy, it's impossible to get rid of. Um, so, the most important thing is to keep books in a dry environment. Um, basements and attics are right. not it's good places to be. But how do you, as a book dealer, know that a book does or doesn't represent a threat to? Uh, Your collection. It's literally, does it pass the smell test? (laughs) Um, That you get a feel for, um, you know, we think of books as just being a visual medium, but it's a full-on five senses. Olfactory medium. Very much so. And... um, so you, ne- you have to ask your next guest, what are you smelling these days? Exactly. There you go. There you go. But there's uh, nothing like the smell of, a, of an, um, you know, an antique bookstore. And some of them are very distinct. There mm-hmm. was one, an amazing bookbinder in London um, 
named Bernard Middleton who used a very particular glue. And um, you can tell a Bernard Middleton binding before, you know, even blindfolded. Once once you know what they smell like. Um, He was an amazing bookbinder, incredible historian of binding. And um, yeah, a full sense experience. Yeah. So um, the book world has changed a lot in the last 25, 30 years because of the internet. And how did the internet affect your work? It turned it upside down. Uh Um, I mean, you'd think of like bookstores as being the least thing likely to be changed by the internet. It's sort of the most old fashioned of Mm -hmm. old fashioned businesses. Um, And the internet came along and revolutionized everything. Turns out that um, books are the perfect thing for searching online. Um, if you're trying to buy a couch it, you, from some random person who's listing their couch on eBay or whatever, you're dependent on them describing it in the same way that you're searching for it. Um, books are really helpful. They put the search terms right there on the first page. <laughs> um, you can zero in. I mean, there have been millions of books published in the last 500 years and with the information on a title page you can zero in on exactly the right edition of the right text by the right author um like the signal to noise ratio is amazing Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. and so as it turns out with something that's that perfectly suited for um for searching online and you had all of these used bookstores with basically dead inventory waiting for random people to wander in and mm-hmm. happen to stumble across the thing they're looking for and booksellers sitting around idle. Um, when computers came along, uh, some smart people realized that you could set up databases and people started listing books online. And the book market, the used and rare book market, was changed in every way imaginable. Partly, we used to think that a lot more things were rare than actually (laughs) were. Um, Things that um, used to sell for good prices, um, signed Stephen King first editions, And then the internet comes along and people start listing them and you realize that there are 80 copies to choose from and the law of supply and demand can be really ugly. But I I wonder when when we're talking about uh, looking at, in this case, in Aquarian books, but old antique kind of stuff, part of the fun is the discovery of it. When it's in a database, doesn't that take some of that fun out of it? Absolutely. But and when that's, you're monetizing it, then, yeah, you know. I mean, it depends on whether you're, is there a book that you need, a specific title or a specific edition, um, something you've been looking for, for for however long, to be able to just search and find the thing that you're looking for and have it show up on your doorstep 24, 48 hours later. Um, even if you know, the person who has it is in Singapore or wherever. I mean, it's a global system um, that is incredibly efficient at putting the book you're looking for on your doorstep. Um, But 
sometimes you're trying to find books that you don't even know exist. Um, <laughs> and that's where browsing yeah, that's bookstore can be beat. Yeah. You're trying to find books that you don't even know exist. How does that work? You go into a bookstore to see what's there. Yeah. And haven't you ever picked up a book in a bookstore? And yeah. said, I didn't know this book mm-hmm. exists, mm-hmm. but I must own it. Yes. I want to read it. I, I need to take it home with me. Um, you can't do that online. Here's a question for you. What ends up happening if you go into a bookstore and you end up buying tons of books and you end up putting them on your shelf and then you have way more books than you could possibly read in the life? Is this a personal problem we're hearing <laughs> you about? You know, Buzz, it's my only personal problem. That's, <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> I don't have you know, any other I think addiction. a lot of us in this world would say that's not a problem. I, you know, <laughs> that's what, a you know what collection. It is? It's a collection, but the books begin to change their meaning in people's lives. And by the way, I'm not sure. far from the only one. I've, I've oh, realized oh, this is a oh, genetic yes. issue I have with my dad, but also my mm-hmm. friends tend to have a similar mm-hmm. uh, predisposition you, to this. You are not alone in this. I, I yeah. can just say, yeah. And I, and I wonder what it means. Is it, does the book actually change? Does it actually have some significance in my life when people come over and they get to see the collection of books? Is, is uh, that what it means? I mean, haven't you walked into somebody's house and scanned their bookshelf? I the first I thing that I do. I used to go to the CDs, but now they're not, you know, visible. Yeah. And then yeah, you. And it's kind of awkward mm-hmm. if you start going on the computer and looking. <laughs> right. At the exactly. Playlists. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, there's no question in that. It's just there was this just making that awkward um, conversation. I was just absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's. I kind of think of unread books as being like a pile of potentiality. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, you know, sometimes you go back to books you've read before and they're fun to read again. But when you've got a pile of books that you haven't read yet, those are worlds waiting to be explored. That's true. Yeah. Well, we are here with Jose Baskin, who is OCD, with Dan Torres, who has <laughs> a terrible malady. I don't even it's know the genetics. name for It's genetics. Okay. <laughs> It is, and it's Megan Zinn, Writer's Block. Books. We're going to take a break and come back. This is a really interesting conversation. We'll be right back after these messages. Stay with us. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Buzz Eisenberg, and we want you to know about our new two-hour show, Talk the Talk, where we will indeed talk the talk with authors, activists, and experts, and politicians, musicians, and artists, and filmmakers, reverends, and rabbis, and scientists, lawyers, and doctors, and some funny people, too. Wait, we have funny people, too? Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, weekday mornings from 9 to 11 and again at 4, starting next Monday on WHMP News, Information, and the Arts. Get down with your hometown, a free online music festival featuring local and national artists and benefiting North Star, the Institute for Musical Arts, and the Shea Theater, Saturday and Sunday, January 28th and 29th. Some of our featured artists include the Indigo Girls, Rachel Price, Jamie Kent, Chris Smither, Martin Sexton, Suitcase Junket, Elon Jewell, Winter Pills, June Millington, and more. Tune in, getdownhometown.com. 
Hello, this is Linda DeGillis, Vice President and Trust Officer at Greenfield Savings Bank Wealth Management and Trust Services. Many of our customers are surviving spouses who have found themselves suddenly in charge of their household's financial savings and investments, which had previously been handled exclusively by their late spouse. A number of our female customers have told us that one of the reasons they moved their accounts to GSB Wealth Management and Trust Services was because they felt patronized or talked down to by their spouse's financial advisor. At GSB Wealth Management and Trust Services, our team of professionals will always treat you with respect and compassion. If you are looking for portfolio management, estate settlement services, or trust services, please call us, Greenfield Savings Bank Wealth Management and Trust Services at 413-775-8335. That's 413-775-8335. Or stop into any GSB office or contact us online through the wealth management section at greenfieldsavings.com. Thank you. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you get the best local and organic produce, a butcher shop, wine and cheese shop, fresh seafood, and hundreds of bulk herbs, spices, and more. When you shop at River Valley Co-op, you create hundreds of union jobs and generate over $7 million in purchases from local farms and businesses. River Valley Co-op is your food hub, bringing you the best from around the valley and world while supporting your neighbors and local farmers. Shop River Valley Co-op in Northampton and East Hampton today. River Valley co-op. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. It is the dawning of the age of antiquarian. How'd I do? <laughs> Very good. Right. Very good. I mean, our guest is Jose Baskin, who is an antiquarian bookseller. So when the internet turned everything upside down, how did you personally adapt? What did it do to your um, I, your little corner of the antiquarian world? Any simple person would do and went to law school. Of course, yes. <laughs> and how did that? How did that? Um, how, how did that dovetail with your with selling books? Basically, I had seen that um, there were people sitting on piles of books or other. The term I use is cultural property. Could be art antiques, archives, manuscripts, books, old stuff, collectibles, mm -hmm. old cars, old guitars, um, who didn't know what to do with it. And, mm -hmm. um, and it's tricky. Um, mm -hmm. It's not like a stock portfolio or a piece of real estate where, you know, like I'm yet to meet anyone who's really emotionally connected to their 40 shares of GE stock. Um, <laughs> You know, oh, price is high. We sell it. Um, but cultural property people, they've either created it or they've collected it, and they care about it, and it matters to them, and it matters to the culture at large. Um, and thinking about what happens to it and how it gets passed on to its next home is important because the most vulnerable moment in the life of an object is when the person who owns it mm -hmm. dies. Mm -hmm. Um, so I went and learned trust and estate law, mm -hmm. uh, to dovetail with the 20 years of experience in the old book world, uh, so that I could help people who for one reason or another are sitting on piles of old stuff, yeah. um, work out, you know, whether it's by selling it or by donating it to an appropriate institution or by 
passing it down through their family so that their kids and grandkids can suffer with it. Um, <laughs> whatever their desire for it is, like working out how to put the structures in place to get that to happen. Megan, do you have any old books that you just treasure that you, you want to hold on to and give to your kids? Probably, uh, yes. I mean, we everything from the stuff that's probably not of value to anybody but me, but also some interesting things that I've managed to pick up, find over time. Um, hopefully I won't um, burden my kids with too much, but they like books too, so they'll appreciate it. Yeah. Um, do you still, doing this work um, and, and kind of shifting to another way of, of collecting, and well, not collecting, but of... Um, helping people um, do the best things with um, these these cultural um, objects. Do you do you still get the thrill of the chase, the thrill of the hunt? Um, oh, absolutely. What, what, what form does that take? Um, I mean, it's different now. It mm -hmm. used to be, um, you know, going into a bookstore, and it was sort of a battle of wits between you and the proprietor, and you're <laughs> trying to find something that you understand, you know that is worth more that they didn't understand. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, the internet really changed that because so much more information was available to everybody. It got to be harder and harder to, to find those things. Um, but now it's really, you know, digging through boxes, um, mm -hmm. like dealing with somebody's archive. Um, and I've, do a lot with um, writers, artists, okay. and mm -hmm. um, the thrill of uh, digging out some amazing manuscript, mm -hmm. sometimes of a book that I've known and loved, oh. and um, you know, there it is, the first draft. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, is an incredible thrill. Um, uh, yeah, which you wouldn't find in a bookstore. You wouldn't find yeah. in a bookstore, and uh, and to see you know, a draft that is really profoundly different than the ultimate published uh -huh. form. And, uh, you know, to, to realize that that book that you love and you think of as having a fixed form could have gone in mm -hmm. a completely different direction. So did uh, my guest is Jose Baskin, antiquarian bookseller and, and um, a state lawyer. Have you, uh, have you specifically had that experience? And I don't, um, I don't know how much detail you can tell us. I mean, what... I can talk more freely about things where I'm a bookseller than where I'm a lawyer. Right. Um, but uh, probably the biggest thrill was um, the one that set me down this path mm -hmm. of working mm -hmm. with archives, and uh, which was helping Norton Juster ah. with his archives and his manuscripts. And uh, to, to hold the first handwritten draft of the Phantom Tollbooth mm. was... Um, yeah, I would retire the next moment because yeah, you you're not going to beat that. It's all downhill. didn't have a silver color cover it, that It's one. It's all downhill from there. Uh -huh. um, but also to see, you know, that, that there were the first few chapters mm -hmm. and then the synopsis of the rest of the book that he submitted to the publisher. And ah. the synopsis bore almost no... Resemblance to the book in its final form. Oh, interesting. Um, and to see how, you know, that it wasn't fully mm -hmm. formed, it evolved as it was written mm -hmm. and rewritten. And um, that was the first sort of non picture book I read. The first, like, you know, I don't know if we count it as a chapter book, but that was the first sort of like, you oh know, big God. kid book that I read. You're making me feel so old now. <laughs> I read it to our children. <laughs> well, um, yeah. 
Yeah. But um, we, we only have a minute, minute yeah. and a half, but I just the, my most precious book. I, I'm I don't know for 23 years I've been the elected town moderator of the town of Ashfield, mm-hmm. um, and we use so I got pretty good at Robert's rules and ah, Robert's yeah, light. And yeah. then a friend found and t- admitted to me it cost seven dollars. Found from 1882, the then moderators. It was called. Cooper's rules that were oh. used in the town of Ashfield. Wow. It was signed by the moderator in 1882, and it sits there. And oh, just, that's a I beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, and even though I I generally don't celebrate that kind of thing, I celebrate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really wonderful. And that's the way that these objects can tie us back through through history, through the past, and create a sense of connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Um, and it's also, I, I can imagine, you know, that, that's, a, you know, you said somebody gave that to you as a gift. And, and it reminds me that, that when you can find the right book like that for somebody else, mm. when you can make a gift like that, it's just. There is no more satisfying thing. gift to give than the right <laughs> book to the right person. The perfect yeah. book. The perfect wow. book. What a great place to leave things. Yeah. There is no more satisfying gift than the right book for the right person. So this is terrific. You two are neighbors? No, just old friends. Old friends. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, Jose knows everybody in town, so I, he would know me, of course. There you go. <laughs> I've been here a while. Been here a while. Well, thank you so much. Megan, I'm so looking forward to being on Talk to Talk with you at 1030 yeah. on Monday. See what the morning looks like. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Jose, great to see you again. Pleasure thank to be you. here. Thank you for joining us, and good luck with both your practice and your, your passion. Thank you. Join us tomorrow on the Afternoon Buzz. Everybody stay dry and warm and safe, and we'll talk with you tomorrow. This is the Afternoon Buzz with Buzz Eisenberg, 101.5 WHMP. Forbes Library Outreach Delivery Service caters to residents of any age who are homebound due to short or long-term disability in Northampton, Florence, and Leeds. A volunteer will deliver your specific requests or select materials for you based on your interests. We offer books, magazines, CDs, DVDs, and puzzles. Call 413-587-1019 or sign up at Forbes Library. WHMP Northampton. WHMQ Greenfield. Northampton Radio Group Station.